You're listening to The Wilder Podcast, episode seven, seven heaven, seven in heaven, seventh heaven. Do y'all remember that show? Yeah, I really liked that show. Um, and then I found out that like the dad that was on the show like it is a sex offender or something, and it's actually really sad. Um, oops. Well, anyway, so I... On social media, I announced that I wanted to do a Q&A um, podcast episode for this week as we do not have a guest this week, but we have a few things scheduled for the next few weeks. So I figured I'd come on in and say hello, just kind of talk to you guys about a couple things about myself. And I actually just found a few, some of the questions, no offense, were just a little like kind of the, like random um so I sk- I'm skipping those I only wanted the juicy questions in which you guys really wanted to like gain something that you could apply to your own life from this podcast so we're just gonna go ahead and go into that today I definitely want to talk about the pros and cons of getting married young and uh I'm, I have a feeling that one will go on for a while because I want to be thorough in order to kind of give you what it is that you're looking for out of this podcast episode, um, especially since this is a question that I've gotten since the dawn of time, really, since since I made my, you know, debut as Carson Dupree at the ripe age of 20 years old, and everyone was like, what's going on? And my husband was 19, and uh, yeah, so that's a question I want to talk about. I also, if I get a chance to, would like to talk about staying motivated and I think those are two really good ones. I don't want this to be like an epically long podcast episode anyway. So it's just going to be a little nugget that you can just like turn on when you're getting ready or something this week. I don't know. Personally, Colin and I are going on a road trip to Tyler. It's 10 hours away. It's like nine hours and something minutes. But whenever you actually like have to urinate, you know, it's it's definitely 10. Um we're not bringing our dogs. Um, my neighbor, Katie, who's awesome, she's also like this really sweet little vegan girl. She's going to watch them, and uh, that's that works perfectly for us, so we don't have to do anything. Um, yeah, so we're going to go visit Colin's mother, um, who's been going through a lot of medical things, and I'm going to discuss like some health coaching stuff that we've talked about in the past and try to get her on a plan that'll work for her and I just really think that the body has the ability to heal itself I mean whenever you're struggling with things that are serious like she is I mean there's definitely I think you have to be integrative and I think that you need to probably have help from multiple professionals in different fields Um, but I think that at the end of the day having a like a well-balanced relationship with food um can only benefit you so uh that's what we're going to go do I'm also going to visit my family my brother is going to drive up from Austin and I cannot wait to see him and my dad and stepmother are going to drive up from Lufkin Texas which is about two-ish well less than two hours away from Tyler so that's going to be great they're going to bring my little brother and sister who are both once I think once five and once four so they're little babies and that'll be fun. Hopefully you'll stay tuned on Instagram. All that to say that 
um yeah you might actually have a road trip to listen to this podcast on which would be sweet anyway okay so the pros and cons of being married young if any of you guys know i kind of discussed in the first episode of this podcast um my relationship with colin like the timeline so i'm just gonna wrap it up really quick i met him when i was 19 i think i was was i 19 oh my gosh yeah i was 19 i met him the i don't know january 1st to like a month and a half after i turned 19 and he was 18 and uh we dated one year and got engaged january 13th the next year and we got married the following may so um we were really young he was 19 i was 20 and i genuinely grew up never wanting to get married ever ever i think i wanted to like adopt a baby and just be a single like badass female um wearing pencil skirts and like heels and having like a nanny and i really wanted like a corporate like i don't know maybe not corporate but i definitely wanted like this there was this professionalism to what i thought of when i thought of myself um in a big city like far away far far away like in the metropolitan area of the city not even like on the outskirts or in like the subdivisions and like all these you know different parts suburbs and stuff no i wanted to live like in a flat or something in the middle of all the hubby bubby hubby bubby you know what i mean like whatever and um yeah that's not that's not what i want now but when i met colin i genuinely didn't want a relationship at all but i kind of like it was the universe like recognizing that i had like kind of pined over guys for so long and I had finally let it go to focus on you know healing my relationship with my body and healing my relationship with food and then boom there he was and I was just like I can't date you I'm doing my me I am a freak and I'm dealing with my shit and he was basically like I got it and then whatever we ended up together and obviously married um so I don't know if I can really keep up with the pros and cons, like letting you know a pro whenever I start talking about a pro and then like letting you know a con whenever I start talking about a con. So maybe hopefully you can just follow what I'm doing. But um, the process was a little odd and I definitely think whatever, wherever you're coming from, I think it honestly depends on your motivation to get married. And if it's your motivation and not someone else's, Okay. Like, let that sink in. Is Are you getting married at the age of 19 for yourself? Or are you doing it for, like, a formality, maybe for a religious thing, for your family, for your spouse's family? Like, I mean, are you ill? Are you, like, is this a walk to remember? Like, I mean, these are legitimate reasons and motivations that I've seen people get married young for and (laughs) oh my gosh so I'm gonna talk about our engagement I'm gonna talk about why we got married so young and I'm gonna be respectful I'm not gonna be too like (laughs) I'm not gonna indulge all of these like weird things when it comes to this but I'm gonna let you in on whatever was on my end of the thing whatever was on my end of the spectrum whenever we were dealing with all of this how it affected me how I felt um but I'm gonna try to stay respectful to um 
the beliefs of our families. Um, because, but I think it's really important for you to have a story to see. So, um, obviously we were only together for a year before we got engaged. And within that year, things started progressing really quickly, like physically for us, which I think is normal whenever you're that young. And, uh, Colin had never like had, he had one girlfriend, but she like lived in Colorado or something. And like they were together for years, but like I, they never saw each other. It was like long distance. So, I mean, he doesn't really count it. So sorry if you're listening, girlfriend, he doesn't count it. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, he said he didn't. So I'm just telling you the truth. I I, yeah. I was just a teenage girl that liked to party, guys. And I'm not going to be... doesn't make me a whore. It doesn't make me a slut. Like all these words. I don't even believe in those words. So I don't even want to indulge that. But um, from the perspective of like an outsider that may have looked like a weird thing, I wasn't like super promiscuous, but I did have fun and I did meet a lot of guys and I had a lot of guy friends. And I think that it's healthy to explore safely, whatever, with whoever. Genuinely, I believe that. And I don't have children, so I can't speak to the mothers out there who are like, what are you talking about? I have my kid, if they were just doing whatever with whoever... I would be freaking out. But yeah, I mean, that's normal, I think. I would probably be freaking out too. But anyway, um, I that in my, but in my like world, that was super normal. And I was also dealing with a lot of body image shit. So for me, I was getting all this attention only because of my physical appearance. And I kind of like loved it. So I kind of ate it up. And then once I kind of used all that up and I met, I think I went on a date with this guy who I really like thought it was going to be like a, like normal and like a date. And then he like jumped my bones and I was like, he doesn't actually like me. He just likes my body. And it was a bittersweet feeling, of course, because I was like, oh, I've worked really hard on this body, but I just felt so empty from some like an experience like that and I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that so I had kind of been dealing with a lot of that I had pined over dudes that I thought were like (laughs) I was obsessed and in love with and then that was kind of my like relationship background I dated one guy and he was like you know really sweet homeschooled kid and we only dated for a month but that was my only boyfriend before Colin anyway um, I also want to just note, and this may be controversial, but it's just the way I feel. And if we're going to talk about me, I'm just going to let you know. I don't believe in the concept of virginity. Okay. I don't believe, I think that was just, I think that is just a very poor way to put worth on a woman. And I genuinely believe <laughs> There's not a difference between, like, when it comes to, like, your purity, when it comes to, like, staying pure, like, I don't believe that if you're going to do everything but just have sex, that that's any better than just having sex. But for some reason, culturally, it is. What? Can we just take a second and think, like, that is insane? Like, that is insane. Huh? It's like saying, I'm going to, well, hmm. Basically, it's like saying I'm going to use like all of these firearms, all of these firearms, but I'm never going to touch a bomb. And then one day you touch a bomb, 
but you're already like killing and ex- like whatever, killing people and being violent anyway. And then you use a bomb to do it. Like what the hell? You took your bomb virginity, used a bomb. I don't know, guys. I'm just saying it's that ridiculous to me that I can make up a really insane metaphor or analogy. It's an analogy. I said like, okay, I remember that from <laughs> language arts. Okay, sorry. Anyway. I don't believe in the concept of virginity. I believe that it was, uh, it's an in- invented thing. I believe that you can have sex for the first time and that's the thing, but I don't think that it it determines your value and worth as a human being. And I definitely think that there is a cultural difference between a man having sex and a woman having sex, especially a man having sex a lot and a woman having sex a lot. Okay. I don't understand why it's so fucked up for a girl to have sex as much as she wants why a woman can't masturbate (laughs) i'm just saying i'm not saying i'm not telling you i'm not divulging you in anything that i do that's just my perspective on everyone okay but a guy does it and they can talk about like touching their dick all day long they can talk about it all like all day long okay why am i saying okay so much anyway it's such a weird thing to me and it's so unnecessary and i think it really stunts who we are and how we think of ourselves and I've recently become aware of the notion of having low self-esteem and having like body dysmorphia and having like body image issues being a source of not wanting to take up too much space in this world as a woman physically like it's such it's do you know what I'm saying it's I feel like it's such a full And insane concept when you're like, oh my God, I just don't want to be taking up too much space. Like I'm 5'8", I'm really tall and I'm bigger than a lot of people that I know. And I'm always aware if I'm wearing heels that I'm just gigantic. I just feel like towering over everyone and it makes me super self-conscious. But it's not because I'm comparing myself to the other women. I just feel gigantic. I'm like, I am huge right now. I'm so tall. I'm so just all over the place, larger than everyone. And I'm feeling self-conscious. Whenever, it's just, it goes back to that for me. I feel like it's all tied together. So back to getting married early. If we're going to apply the concept of virginity to this, I think that's why I'm talking about that. Because a lot of people do get married early. And I'm not just, I mean, I'm just going to say it. To have sex with their partner if they have specific religious beliefs. And I respect your religious beliefs. That's your thing. Personally, I was never raised with those. Um, I was taught all about safety. I was taught all about, you know, me respecting myself in general and not just like, you know, throwing my body at people whenever they were just going to hurt me on an emotional level and on a physical level, I guess. You got to be safe, guys. And I'm not trying to be insensitive to those who have dealt with sexual abuse at all. Um, because I've had found myself in weird situations. So um, that can be obviously a, a big problem. But what I'm saying on the side of just like accepting who you are and your body and your sexuality and that it's natural and normal and literally primal and <laughs> like we're wired to think about it in a specific way. It's it's supposed to feel really good so that we want to do it so that we want to have kids. And whenever it's not feeling good so that we want to procreate, you know, because we're a species, because we're animals. Okay. 
So whenever it's like not feeling good, you probably have a hormonal imbalance or you're just so guilt ridden. And that kind of shit does boil and back up in other areas of your life. If you're suppressing your sexuality, if you're suppressing any part of you, it's going to bubble up. You're going to become addicted to looking at, I don't know, other people having sex. What? Why can't we? Why? Why is that a thing? And I know everybody has technology now. And I know that kids are younger and younger and younger looking at that. And I know that that's kind of controversial when it comes to feminism because it's like there is like feminist porn, which is like not really something that I'm familiar with. So I'm not even going to really talk about that. But like stuff like that, like, yeah, it's just like basically saying that women can look at it too, whatever. But then there's all those studies that have to say that like women aren't visual when it comes to that kind of stuff. But generalized statements like that are kind of tricky in general. (laughs) In general. Anyway, basically... Colin's family did believe that we should protect that part of our relationship, in quotes, if that makes any sense, because that was, quote, a way to build a healthy relationship, a foundation for a healthy life, blah, 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 marriage, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like over here, like, I don't even know if I believe in marriage, everybody. Like, can I just, can we just talk about this? But um, I don't regret my marriage. I definitely believe that... um, I wouldn't, if I could go back, I probably wouldn't undo it. I probably would have done it a little differently than the way that we did it. At the time, I was living with Colin's family whenever we did get engaged because my parents moved out of town and I moved in with them and we were in separate rooms and it was just really crazy, strange. And anything that they were trying to protect from happening had like happened before I'd already moved in, guys. So it really wasn't even like a thing. Um, But all of the tension, all of the drama, there was definitely this huge like, like protective weird thing and I do think that you can have boundaries I'm not saying that boundaries are unimportant I'm not saying we should have shared a room I wouldn't have wanted to share a room okay okay anyway there was this boundary of like you know doors have to be open like things like that which is fine whatever I get but we were you guys we were 19 and 20 like we were but we were living with them so I get it okay I get that whatever that doesn't matter and I'm not dissing them at all, you guys. I they don't. I don't think they listen to the podcast. But if they're listening to this, I love you guys. And it's not something that they were. They would talk about it. I'm sure that's not like they're trying to hide it. Um, and everybody in Colin's family had a different story. So every different sibling had been through something different. And for me coming in, basically, it's just like I'm the only girl in my family, and it was just me and my mom most of the time growing up. So it wasn't really anything that was a secret. Um. I could have my door closed, you know, whenever Colin was over. So it wasn't like a big deal. But I basically, there was this big thing that happened. And I basically told Colin, we're going to move out or we're going to get married because I can't live here anymore. I want to be with you. And I don't want things to be secretive and sneaky anymore because that's not healthy in my opinion. So, yeah, well, (laughs) he proposed the next week, okay? And um, we did want to get married. We had already known that we wanted to be together forever. And that was what we said. We said, I want to be like, I want to be with you forever. And I want to be with you forever too. And then we already knew that. But that was within three months of being together. So we already knew that. There was this knowing. And I, I would love to talk about the knowing some other time on the podcast. But it was just this ultimate universal knowledge that this was not changing. This is it forever. And it was freaking huge. And it was crazy. Um, 
And sex wasn't going to change that. So all of the pressure of that, like, and protecting that and nah, 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 was really hard. And my side of the family, they're like, why do you want to get married? Why don't you just move in together? <laughs> and so there was definitely, like, different perspectives. I had to respect his family. And I had to explain it to my family. And that was a huge fucking thing in itself. Um, so, yeah, that wasn't really my favorite it just wasn't my favorite thing you guys benefits of getting married young would be that you have ample time to find a place because you're living with your parents that's cool um I think that depends on who your parents are but sometimes you get financial help from families and our you know situation I didn't really want a wedding I had one the Collins family and my family came together and, you know, both went in on different things. Like, Collins family handled the decorations and stuff like that. My family handled, like, the venue and the food. So, and I just literally hated being engaged. And it was, Colin went on tour and I, like, hated everybody. And I, I mean, I was a bridezilla because being engaged was so stressful. I was just like resented everybody for taking him away. I was all by myself and Tyler. My parents weren't there. I didn't have any money. I was working like a really shitty job. I, it was miserable. I was I was insane. Colin was gone for like six weeks. And uh, we were only engaged for five months. And he got back like three weeks before we got married or maybe two weeks before we got married. So it was the worst um, at the time. And so whenever I do, I, I, it's kind of like I have PTSD for my wedding because I was so stressed. Because <laughs> whenever I think back on it, I just get like this sick, like, sensation in my stomach. So I guess what I'm trying to say is don't stress. If you are getting married at any age, please don't, like, make yourself sick over it. If you can't afford something, don't, don't get it, guys. Don't go to that venue. Don't get that food. Nobody gives it shit. It's your fucking wedding okay do nothing do everything wear shoes don't wear shoes my shoes were super uncomfortable um and nobody would give me any water people were handing me champagne and I'm just like it's Texas it's May I'm sweating everywhere like I had this huge knot in my stomach because I hadn't really eaten anything that day besides like an apple because I was too like freaked out and uh Gosh, the freaking champagne when I was sweating. I could have punched somebody in the head. I was basically just a freak at my wedding, but I was silent, so it doesn't matter. I feel like the whole time we just took pictures and made videos. So if you're getting married, please just dance and drink and drink water and hang out with your spouse. Don't care about everybody else. They'll come up to your table and say hi to you when you're eating cake or whatever, which I didn't get to do, but I faked it for a picture. Um... I would say if you have a clean motivation, go out and get married young if you want, I guess. If you have a plan, I don't have any perspective on what it would be like if you were both in college. Something tells me that either you would be both working your asses off on your part-time jobs trying to make ends meet, um, maybe sharing a dorm. Colin's parents lived in a dorm. That was That's a crazy story. Sharing a dorm or I'm not sure, like having an apartment off campus and dealing with each other's schedules and each other's school stress. I have no idea or perspective on that. But um, if your parents are paying for your lifestyle and you're married, I think that you should wait. 
I just think that's a, but I don't, I don't, I don't want to speak on anyone's relationship. I'm just saying, and that's what I would do. If my parents were fully funding me, I would have not done it. Um, but we've been pretty financially independent forever. I mean, I say that my dad just offered to get new tires on my car, but I mean, if someone's going to offer me something, I kind of see it as the universe, uh, like giving me like an option. And I usually am like, yes. And I will somehow give it back in any other way. Um, but financially I had been working since I could. And, uh, Colin, he was working a trade. So he was being an electrician apprentice and we didn't have a ton of options because he didn't go to any formal schooling or anything. He didn't have any sort of like diploma because he was on the road a lot. So he didn't have anything as far as jobs go or job experience. So that's why we've, you know, been able to excel and pursue music is because he was very well versed in that arena of life and his brother also you know got him into the electrician apprentice job and that was really helpful um if you don't have a job lined up and you're getting married I'm gonna go ahead and say don't do that don't you do that go get yourself a job having a job is empowering it puts to rest a lot of worries it also gives you your own time and I feel like having a job even if it's just a part-time job is kind of a meditative thing because you get to get out of your head and like go get like go solve problems and do a task get it done and leave and be like oh yeah that shit's not my fucking problem okay that's not my business I don't have to deal with that I get paid to work and then I get to leave I think that there's something super therapeutic about that and when you leave you can do whatever the fuck you want okay um so yeah make sure you have a job lined up both of you I mean, if you're going to do the stay-at-home wife thing um, or the stay-at-home husband thing, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to, like, single out one freaking gender role. Sorry, it's not what I meant because um, I don't believe in that. But if you're going to stay at home at all, I mean, make sure that the other person's income is good enough for all of your bills and everything good do all of your financial math that's I really 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 think that you need to make sure all of your finances are in order because that's the worst thing ever make sure you know what it's like to change your name and your social security card like know all of that you need to be knowing all of that um get your insurance stuff figured out if you're still on your parents uh, make sure your husband or wife is still on hers or his um if not, go ahead and get your own because that's a big bitch if you don't do that. Figure out where you're going to do your taxes. If it's going to be TurboTax, okay, good for you. Um, find a place to live before you get married. And just spend as much time with your person when you're engaged. Just spend as much time with them because I, if I had been able to do that, I don't think that I would have been so, like, terrified and just pissed all the time. Um... And another thing, possibly like look into birth control or whatever method you want for birth control because I've had a lot of friends that get pregnant on their honeymoon, like legitimately. And uh, and these are the friends that have waited to have sex till they're married. So they wait to even have sex and they get pregnant and then you have a baby and you don't even like get to know the other person's body. They don't get to like know your body before, which I think that everything happens for a reason. So I get like, whatever, that's their path. Cool. I'm just saying you need to be aware of all this stuff and these possibilities, especially if you're saving it and you know nothing about saving it. 
You know what I mean. Saving your first time. Which there is nothing to save because blah, 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 in my opinion. Oh my God, I sound like a broken record and hopefully I don't sound like an ignorant broken record, but I hope you guys know that my intention is just from the eyes of what I've been dealt and how I feel about things. Because after all, this is my podcast. So if you don't like like what I have to say, that's okay. I mean, it's totally fine. Everybody's different. Um, so how I stay motivated, I guess, is question number two. For me, staying motivated is not that easy, I guess. I mean, I recently read this book called Radical Self-Love and that motivated the shit out of me. I mean, that motivated me more than anything has really impacted or motivated me in a really long time. And it's also the first book that I've read in like three days since I was like, I don't know, 17 or 18. So it's been a long time since I've even read a book like that. Um, I literally... I saw it on my friend Elsie's shelves and I was like, oh my gosh, that's, that's Gala, darling. Because I want to have her on the podcast. And uh, I was like, this is her book. I totally, I'd heard about it and then I'd forgotten about it. And I like borrowed the book. I read everything. I wrote all of my notes down on sticky notes and I like stuck them all over my journal. And it's like all these affirmations and everything. She talks a lot about sexuality in there too. And I, I would suggest reading that because she like delicately speaks on why it's important and why it's totally normal and stuff like that and why you should explore it because it's because you're worth it I mean pleasure is normal and it's not just sexual I mean food is pleasure there are all drugs like all these different things can bring us pleasure um and you can abuse everything by the way I totally believe in that but if you can just I don't know. Get to know your body. It has a lot to do with the way you love your body as well. But anyway, that book motivated me really. I would definitely recommend that book if you're struggling with um, staying motivated because I feel like staying motivated doesn't just have to do with your business plan, but I think you're developing a healthy business plan, developing what you want to do and not feeling confident in it has a lot to do with not being confident in yourself. And I definitely think that it comes back to just connecting with what you want, what you need, what you're worth, and trusting that it will happen. So there's that knowing, okay, that big, broad knowing that I was speaking of whenever I met Colin. It's basically that thing where you're like genuinely 100% sure about something and you don't question it. And even if you do question it, you've got like your intuition telling you just stop, like it's fine. You got it. It's fine. It's fine. It's, you got it. That's kind of how I was about calling. It's like, it's fine. Just whatever. Deal with the crazy shit. Just deal with it. It's fine. You got it. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, how many times can I say that? Um, I think that that big knowing of looking at your bank account and having a zero, that can be really profound. And it can also be really crazy stressful. For Colin and I, that's only happened one time for us. And it has happened. Um, It was after we moved here. And I remember the move was so terrifying. We were so scared. We were not going to have any money. Okay, we're really bad at doing that. About freaking out about money. We're not going to have enough money. We're not going to have enough money. Oh my God, we don't have enough money. We don't have enough money. When will you ever have enough money, you guys? When will you ever have enough money? When will you ever lose enough weight? 
Okay. Like, you're never going to run out of (laughs) things to do. You're never going to run out of money to make. It's always going to be there. You're always going to want more. If you can pay your bills, perfect. If you have $0 left after you pay your bills and feed yourself, okay. If you still have a shit ton of debt from your college expenses and you have a ton of medical bills from that one time you went to the ER, okay. Is that really change who you are? No. No. Can you just like appreciate the concept that we made up credit, we made up debt, we made up money, and you can just like, sometimes that's really grounding for me because I'm like, oh, fuck, well, that doesn't have anything to do with who I am. It just has to do with what I have to take care of in order to feel, like, not feel fulfilled, but actually do the things that could make me feel fulfilled. I think we can feel fulfilled within our own selves, and I think that book really helps with that. Um, There are tons of books out there, and I would love to hear the ones that you have found really helpful, but as far as me staying motivated, I just have to know, and I believe in positive affirmations. I believe that if you write something down and you say it over and over and over again every single day or whenever you need it or whenever you don't, you'll manifest it somehow and it'll come back to you, even if it's not in the way that you thought. For example, Colin and I have been trying to manifest our dream home. This is a really funny story. We've been trying to manifest our dream home. Um, and so the other day we actually went and had coffee and I got out post-it notes and I wrote, we wrote, we listed every single thing from the entryway and the outside and the yard of this house that we were vision, envisioning. I even created a Pinterest board um, for manifesting the dream. That's what it's called. <laughs> anyway, so it was basically... What I was trying to manifest was a pink stucco house with cacti in the front, a weeping willow, um, and just, like, I love the stucco, like, kind of, like, cathedral-looking homes. I love that, like, Spanish style, and I want it to be coral <laughs> or white with, like, a pink door, but everybody's doing the white with the pink door, which is cool. I'm not saying I don't want to be like everybody that's not, I'm not that person, you know? Oh, my God, I'm laughing at myself. Um, I actually... I've been considering gray with a pink door or maybe gray with a lavender door. I don't know. But not if it's stucco. If it's stucco, probably just white. And then we'll talk about the door whenever it gets there. Or maybe a coral stucco house. Anyway, so we've been writing all these things down. We've been really into it. We've been describing our backyard, surrounded by nature, um, our entryway. We want to have white flooring. We want to have a staircase when you walk in. We want to have Turkish rugs and blah, blah, blah. A big kitchen, bright kitchen, lots of windows. Um, I want to have a lap pool, which is just, this is extravagant, but I mean, whatever. Go ahead and ask for whatever you want. Anyway, I believe in making lists and making lists of what it is that you want to manifest and what it is you want to see in your own life whether it's career wise food wise relationship with your body wise and sometimes you do need external help sometimes you do need somebody like me like I'm a health coach I can help you with food um people are life coaches they can help you with your life and your mindset toward your life people can help you with your career you know you can get a mentor and basically anything Anyway, so we were manifesting this house and we were seriously driving home one day from my job and I was in the passenger seat or no, I think I was driving and we're just driving. We, we took a weird way home and 
I see a weeping willow up ahead and I was like, oh my God, I really want a weeping willow for our house. I really want a weeping willow. And we pull up to the house, like we're passing, we're only like 45 and it's a freaking pink stucco house with cacti and a weeping willow in the front. And I was just like blown away because obviously we had manifested this house obviously I mean, it's the exact house I wrote down only I wasn't like writing it down for myself I was just writing it down so I'm like manifesting it's like basically seeing a portal into like actually seeing it IRL and then I saw it and we thought it was really funny and whenever that kind of stuff happens to me I was like okay well I'm basically need to be more specific about the fact that this is my fucking house that I'm talking about and um whenever that kind of stuff happens to me those those coincidental things um, I don't believe they're coincidences. I definitely believe it's like a clue that I'm in the flow. And if you want to know more about that, um, Katie and I, Katie Dalebot and I spoke about it in um, my interview with her, which I believe was episode five or episode four. Anyway, so I definitely think tapping into the flow of the universe and how everything is rigged in your favor at all times. And sometimes you just need those weird little clues like you're thinking about your friend and two seconds later they text you or whatever these little things that are just like oh yeah oh yeah there's some sort of magic that can't be explained or maybe you believe that it can and it's a scientific energy wave system or it's god or whatever it's prayer whatever i think there are different ways to kind of explain it however we feel comfortable but i believe it's there and i believe that if you tap into it and you genuinely know and you trust trust is huge and really hard for my personality I do not trust easily I push people away I don't want to speak that on myself okay because I didn't genuinely believe I can manifest that right back if I'm speaking it in present tense but what I'm saying is I've had a tendency in the past to push and push and push whether it's like hurry 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 or go 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 or get out of my face bye you want to know more about me get out of here you want to ask me that question bye no this isn't going to work. This isn't working. I'm not working. And I think it all stems from a space of like, I'm not working. I'm not good. I'm not good enough. I'm not fast enough. I'm not enough. So all that to say, it does come back to self-worth and it does come back to the, your perception of self. And I think that we are all valuable. And I don't think that little minor things like your weight or your virginity or whatever <laughs> should devalue. I mean, should, I'm sorry, should give you value. Because it doesn't. I think if anything, putting like putting value on that kind of stuff devalues who you are. And it just gives you a space to not like authentically exist within your own self and get to know your own self. So those were my two questions. I'm sorry that it was only two, but I'm not sorry because I think that um, hopefully I got really personal actually – but I didn't feel that personal. It, w- it wasn't actually anything that I would not say to someone in person, even if it was, you know, the people that I was speaking of. It's not a secret, any of that. If you're like, oh my gosh, this is juicy. It's really not. It's just how I feel. It's just how Colin and I both feel. And um, I genuinely think until we start talking about virginity and sexuality, self-worth weight loss, all this kind of stuff. It's like, we have to talk about it, you guys. It's the deeper real, it's the deep real stuff. 
that makes us tick and will make us thrive if we can get it on, like, if we can balance out everything. And it's a lot. But don't think you have to do it by yourself. There are so many people that can help you. And I think that's about all I have for this week. Um, soon I'm going to be interviewing Maddie Moon, which I'm really excited about. And I've also been talking to a few other guests. But I suppose that may be like a few, I don't know, a few weeks from now. Um, I want to know what you think about just me coming in and talking about topics because I probably will start trying to do that maybe more frequently, um, probably shorter things, but I just wanted you to get a little longer chunk. I wasn't planning on making this very long, but it's kind of long. Anyway, I love you guys. Um, you can reach out to me seriously if you need me. You can email me wldrnessa at gmail.com. And I am taking coaching clients. I am. I'm doing it as Carson Dupree. I don't think I'm doing it as Wildernessa. That's why I've been working on my own personal Instagram profile because I think that it doesn't really have much to do with anything that's going on with Wildernessa. Um, aside from the fact that you can find me on Wildernessa and you can find me there. I feel like the Wilder podcast has a little bit more to do with like, I don't know, deep shit. And uh, so I can kind of tell you guys about what I am trying to just I don't know, do more coaching. I'm not really doing much right now because I've been in transition and we're always in transition. So that's no excuse. But if it's something you want to do, I want to work with you. So if it's a budget thing, I want to work with you. We can work together. Okay. If you need help moving through some food stuff or learning more about your food, like the way your relationship with food, I would love to speak with you. Um, I do have a rate of $100 for one session. And um, from there, we can kind of build whatever it is that you need. I recommend multiple sessions a month, possibly just two, possibly just one. And, but like I said, if you really feel this in your heart and you really want to speak with me on coaching, just let me know. Reach out to me. I want to work with you. I want to work with your budget. I want to work with you. And I think that... If you know about food and you kind of are already t dipped your toes and finding balance, I mean, as you obviously have because you've been listening to this podcast, then you're probably an ideal client. Though I do not cure anything. I don't claim to cure anything. But. Anyway, I love you guys. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.